What is good, everybody? Welcome to the rebranded very first episode of the Gold Diggers podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero with Michelle Majuk. Michelle, we got a new logo. We got a new show title. We got preseason football. Things are good. Oh, things are fantastic. We are, you know, there's two football games on last night. I really enjoyed the Steelers game, obviously, but I also enjoyed watching Jalen Hurts out there. I'm rooting for him big time this year. And we have so many more games this weekend to pay attention to, including the 49ers versus the Chiefs, which we'll be getting into a ton. But how excited are you getting to see your boy Trey Lance out there on an actual field playing real football? I cannot wait. I am counting the seconds until the game starts. I'm like giddy just thinking about it. All week we've been talking about it. We know that Kyle Shanahan said he's going to be out there for most of the first half or about 30 snaps, whatever comes first, which is like a significant amount of time. Like I am super super pumped about this. We're going to get into all of that. I want to remind everybody if you haven't done it yet, subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. You'll get our daily shows, you'll get all of our long-form shows. We're going to stream after the game on Saturday, an instant reaction show on the Niners Nation YouTube channel. We want your feedback, your thoughts, everything. We're going to be all there for you. So we have tons of stuff going on. Please give us a follow if you haven't already. So this is the first week, Michelle, that we sort of get to do what this show is designed to do. This is our preview show. It's our Friday show. So every week we're going to dive into the matchup that the 49ers have. We're going to answer your fantasy questions as well. And we're going to debut a new feature on the show called Nuke Block, which if you're unfamiliar, there's a website you can go to on Twitter. You can nuke block someone. It blocks the tweet. It blocks the author. And everybody that liked the tweet gets automatically blocked. So it's basically a person, a narrative, an idea that we just totally want to get out of our lives. So we're going to debut that later today. But Oh my God, we're so close to football, like real football. How did you react when you got to see your boy Najee Harris out there? And do you think that I will react similarly when I see Trey? If you're pulling out your hair, then possibly, because (laughs) it is going to be a frustrating year. The offensive line is going to be terrible, but they were creating no holes. And then the two great plays he had where he, you know, gained over 10 yards, hurdled, kept trying to hurdle guys it's like okay it's preseason dude relax I don't want you to get hurt <laughs> but he hurdled two guys or one guy kind of failed at doing it and then the flags came out because the offensive line held on both plays I'm like his two amazing plays and both were held back so his end of you know his game stats look terrible but he looked good out there well, that's what matters speaking of game stats looking terrible by the way shout out Nick Mullins one of five <laughs> were two interceptions i thought of you on his first interception i was like i just know stats is loving this right now just like yeah you take him you take him away from us please i have seen that movie before that's all i'm gonna say he's gonna look mighty different when he doesn't have kyle shanahan calling plays i am so glad that i am free from the nick mullins throwing the ball down the field the receiver has to stop and wait for it and here comes the defender to jump in front of it we're done with that michelle you know, my favorite thing was that, uh, you know, there was actual real Twitter accounts out there. PFF even tweeted out Joe Flacco coming for that quarterback one spot because he threw a ball negative three yards and <laughs> Quez Watkins uses speed um, and talent to get all the way to the end zone. But apparently that's uh, Joe Flacco's doing, you know, his talent just willed Watkins to be a very speedy man. 
hey, you know what? It's worked for Jimmy Garoppolo for a long time. It's got him a fiercely devoted and loyal fan base. Let's start there. Kyle says Jimmy and the starters are going to play for one series and Trey Lance is going to play 30 snaps, like I said. Here's the, the problem, Michelle, is that the 49ers have sort of boxed themselves into a corner because they haven't just said, well, we're going to go with Jimmy and then maybe if Trey can outplay him, he'll win the job. They have tried to sell us that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better Jimmy Garoppolo than we've seen, right? He can't just be that guy that's throwing that pass negative three yards like you were just talking about. He's got to do more. And I know it's only a series, but like, I kind of want to see it. Like, okay, Jimmy, you're supposed to be like on your best game. What do you got for us? Well, that's kind of the the issue here, right? They're only giving him one series. That's a lot of pressure on the man because – I, you know, on most teams I'm seeing so far, I mean, we've only had three preseason games, but the first drive is not pretty. Like you need a second to get going. So if you're going to compare Jimmy Garoppolo on his first drive to Trey Lance, getting multiple drives, getting mm-hmm. going, it's going to, you know, the fan base is really going to start loving on Trey Lance very quickly uh, if he warms up. But yeah, what I want to see out of Jimmy Garoppolo is we already know you can hit the five-yard passes. Don't even try that. Like, we we know you can do that. You don't need to practice that. Throw deep. Not even deep, but can you throw 15 yards down the field? You know? <laughs> 15, I would, 20 yards? I would love to see that, by the way. Maybe Kyle control all the fan base. First play, right? Play action. Chuck it deep down the field if you're Jimmy. Maybe you hit the touchdown and then bam, that's your one drive. You drop the mic and you're done for the night. They really, really should do that. I really believe it because if they want this fan base to be like, okay, we're okay with Jimmy Garoppolo for at least a little bit. We know Trey Lance is our future, but we'll hold on to Jimmy for at least the first half of the season. That's what you need to see. Like That's what I want to see, and I want it to be to Brandon Ayuk. I want Brandon Ayuk to go deep. You do the fake and uh, hit him. You know, but the the worst part would be if Jimmy Garoppolo missed him. Like if Ayuk is wide open <laughs> and Garoppolo missed him, you know, I don't know if Shanahan has the balls to risk that. That's the gamble, right? If you're going to try and troll everybody and throw deep, especially if you overthrow it, like you overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the Super yeah. Bowl. Like if you're going to miss, you can't miss long too if you're Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know how much we're going to see from him, but I would like to see him at least look decisive you know, sometimes he drops back, Michelle, and the first read's not open. And then, like, you could see him poop his pants on the field. <laughs> his feet start going crazy. He gets happy feet. He starts looking all over the place. He's incapable of extending the play. And so he either makes a stupid throw into coverage or he takes a sack. No. Oh, and, you know, one thing I really want to see tonight, I know Shanahan said that this, a lot of the starters will only start the first drive, right? Yep. I do hope that they allow, you know, Ayuk – um, and maybe not George Kittle, he's too important, but some of these starters on offense to play with Trey Lance, like give him this opportunity to show what he can do with some of the starters. I'm not saying everyone has to still play out there the whole first half, but I do think Ayuk should be out there the whole time with him. Let them build that connection. Obviously, you don't want anyone to get hurt, but if they're going to get hurt, it's probably going to, you know, like you got to, you got to risk it a little bit. I would like to see that Kyle claims he's going to take all the starters out when Jimmy comes out, but like you don't have to play all of them at the same time, right? Like maybe you throw Ayuk in there, just Ayuk for one play with Trey Lance or just Debo. Like, yeah, I agree. Like give him a little bit of run with those guys. We'll see if it actually happens. I'm 
like anything Trey Lance does, I'm going to be just giddy. I'm going to be with my notes and my notebook and my pen, like writing. How does he roll out? How does he does he get in and out of the huddle? Can he get the playoff without having a delay of game? Michelle, he said this week he's never had someone in his helmet calling plays before. Like literally everything about this is going to be new for Trey Lance. Yeah. And one thing I really want to see is the how much is he passing? Like how long does he allow himself to stay back there before he takes off and run? Because mm-hmm. we saw in North Dakota State, it, he only averaged 17 passing attempts a game in his career there. Like, that's so little. And he ran a lot, a lot, which is fine. It worked there, right? And we've seen it work in the NFL with Lamar Jackson. Like That's going to be fine if that's what he does. But I would like to see him, at least in the preseason, hold, stay back there. Let's see what you can do. See what you can figure out. Go through your reads. And then, obviously, if everything breaks down, then we want to see what he could do with his legs, right? That'll be fun. Uh, but I want him to stay patient in the pocket a little bit. I cannot wait to see him run because I think he's going to be faster than people think. Oh, he's so fast. And I I just think it's going to be so exciting from a from a, a fan standpoint watching it. He drops back to pass. He, Mike McGlinchey probably won't be in the game at this point, but a pass rusher comes free. Maybe the play's not over at that point, right? Maybe Trey can run around to his left, run to his right, or, you know, imagine if he made a guy miss in the backfield, for example, and then take off down the field. And the one thing Kyle said I thought was really interesting, he said every time Trey takes off to run or any quarterback, he's talking to him. What are you going to do at this point? How are you going to protect yourself? Are you planning on going out of bounds? Are you going to slide? Are you going to do this? And I want to see if Trey has that instinct because that's something I feel like doesn't change for players like you either have it like Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson like they do not take big hits they have that Mm -hmm. instinct to protect themselves or you don't like a guy that Kyle Shanahan's very familiar with an RG3 who never understood that he was a tiny little man and the defenders in the NFL were huge and he constantly got himself hurt and I want to see where Trey is on that spectrum yeah, and Trey's a pretty big dude. So he's going yes. to be able to handle hits. Like he's not as big as Cam Newton, but he's also not as small as Lamar Jackson. Like he's somewhere in the middle there, closer mm-hmm. to the Cam than not. And I, I think we're looking at opposite things here, though. I know like 49ers fans should be so excited to see him run, but I already know he's a fantastic runner. He's so elusive. He's the size almost of Cam Newton, shorter. Uh, but then he runs like Lamar Jackson. It's insane. His athletic ability is out of this world. So I already know he can do that. I am looking at his, like, I am so focused on his passes and I want him. I, Kyle Shanahan is so good at getting guys wide open. So that's fantastic for him. Cause that's what he did at North Dakota state was throwing to guys wide open. I need to see him complete some passes tonight in tight windows. And that's not tonight this weekend. Uh, I, that's what I'm looking for. Like, can he get those passes accurately into tight windows? And is he succeeding because he only had, 12 big time throws throughout his college career, uh, according to PFF and big time throws are when they're looking at that stat, it is a pass with excellent ball location and timing generally thrown further down the field and, or into a tighter window. So he was only at 5.3% in his career of his passing attempts. And when you're looking at the other quarterbacks taken in the first round, Fields was at 8.3, Mac Jones was at seven. Zach Wilson, 6.9, Trevor Lawrence at 6.8. And then you saw Trey Lance down there at 5.3. I need to see him making those tight window throws. That's that's my biggest concern. And you mentioned the ball placement, too. That's something I'm going to be watching. Like, yes, I want him to complete the pass. But there's a difference, as you know, Michelle, of 
thrown behind a guy where he has to reach back and adjust to make the catch and hitting the guy in stride so that he can take off down the field and have a much bigger play. Kyle's offense is designed to, for guys to be hit in stride, really mm-hmm. take advantage of their yards after catch. So I want to see if Trey can put it on guys in the right spot. And sometimes it's, you know, putting it on them so they can run, but sometimes it's putting it on their back shoulder so you protect them from a big hit from a linebacker or a defensive back. So his ball placement, too, is something I'm going to be watching. And protecting your pass catchers is so important. Like, if, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go watch Mason Rudolph throw a pass. He tries to get <laughs> his pass catchers murdered. Yeah, like, murdered. He almost got Najee Harris killed last night. The week before that, he tried to get Cl- Chase Claypool killed twice. Like, that's <laughs> such an important factor out of the quarterback is knowing, A, when not to throw it to them because they're going to get killed, but also the right placement so they're not you know adjusting they don't know where the defender is all the time uh, so they don't have to make that adjustment put it in the right spot where it's safe for them that is also something I will definitely be watching out of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo like we need to see this out of both of these guys absolutely all right let's take a break and when we get back we can talk about some of the other players we're going to watch tonight maybe take some fantasy questions and we're going to do our nuke block our new feature as well stay with us we'll be right back Back here on the Gold Diggers podcast. All right, we have talked about the quarterbacks, and I could keep doing that forever, but I want to move on. Um, you mentioned Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Um, I want to see a couple of things from them. One, I mean, no one gets universally praised like Brandon Ayuk. You've sung his praises on this show. Kyle Posey has been at practice, and he keeps saying how basically the only one that could even come close to guarding him is Jason Verrett. I would love to see this jump from Brandon Ayuk because – we're talking up a big game, but I've seen that happen with 49ers wide receivers before. Cough, cough, Dante Pettis, cough, cough. So I would like to see Ayuk show me something tomorrow night. And don't worry about the Dante Pettis thing. I, Dante Pettis got put in the doghouse. Kyle Shanahan just did not like him. And I don't think he was as talented overall as Brandon Ayuk. So I don't think we have to worry about that. And he has been shining in practice. I want to see Debo Samuel get out of this game healthy. Is he playing even like, are they going to put him out there? Because it seems like he can't be touched without, you know, some (laughs) type of hamstring or groin injury or foot injury or ankle injury. Like that's my biggest concern out of Debo. And I honestly, if they're going to be using Debo short, I don't want to see it. That's not what I want to see this weekend. That's not what I want to see this weekend. So keep Debo out if that's what's needed. I need to see this long ball or an intermediate ball even. Yes, I was. That was literally the next thing I was going to say. Kyle hasn't, as far as I know, hasn't released like the full list of the actives and inactives. Uh, just real quick, no Nick Bosa in this game, no D Ford in this game, no Jalen Hurd in this game, which I'm really kind of bummed about because we've been dying to see this guy now going on three years. But okay, can if- that be my nuke? That can that be my no- <laughs> new nuke? <laughs> because Jalen Hurd is not going to be a thing. I'm sorry, he's not. Come on, we're trying to make fetch happen, Michelle. Not Jalen Hurd is just not. He had three catches yesterday in practice. Come on. Wow. Kyle loves him. Like to hear Kyle talk about him, he wants Jalen Hurd to be healthy enough to get on the field. But literally, he said this week, like time is running out for him to make the roster. Then magically, by the way, Jalen Hurd was in 11 on 11 the next day of practice. I wonder why. Um, And I, I will say I'm more talking fantasy here. He could still help the 49ers overall in their offense. It's just, he's never going to be involved enough to be a fantasy asset. And, you know, my brain goes to fantasy very often. Yes. Uh, and we're going to, I want to get into that with Debo Samuel because 
supposedly he's been at, you know, getting down the field, working, not just those negative three yard passes, but actually working as a real wide receiver down the field, getting open on some deep balls. I've seen some highlights of Debo catching some deep balls Um, from a fantasy perspective. Let's say Debo comes out tomorrow night and lights it up and is catching deep balls down the field and all preseason. He does that. Like he looks really, really good from a fantasy perspective. Is that enough for you? to maybe bump him up in your drafts? Or are you like, who cares? It's preseason. Nothing he does is really going to change it one way or the other. Yeah, probably nothing will change it too much. Honestly, if he starts doing that, then his draft price will increase a lot. And then I'm definitely not touching him because I already am not interested at his current draft price, which is like not even until the eighth or ninth round. But if he starts creeping up in the sixth, seventh, yeah, I'm not I'm not touching him. I'm happy to have Brandon Ayuk. But the thing is, this team runs through George Kittle. And I think it'll also be second through Brandon Ayuk. There's just not enough passing attempts in this offense to make Debo Samuel a consistent fantasy asset. And I I don't really care if we see that he's connecting on a lot of deep passes. Like he's still going to be used short and his average up the target is just going to be way too, way too short to be able to you know, you're going to have to need 10 targets out of him to have a good fantasy day, or he has to get into the end zone. And those are just two things I don't want to rely on out of my wide receiver three on my team. Does that change at all? If Lance is named the starter, I I think it might make it worse for him. You know, (laughs) a rookie quarterback isn't going to support three great fantasy assets. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And he's going to take off and run so much more often. So those short passes that Debo does get, those will probably turn into Trey Lance scrambles instead of passing to him short. He's going to take off and run. So I, yeah, if, if Trey Lance becomes a starter, I think that's going to hurt Debo Samuel even more. I'm still happy to take Brandon Ayuk with Trey Lance, still happy to take George Kittle, but not, not Debo. Are you buying into all this Trent Sherfield hype? It is unbelievable in practice. Like no one is getting more love than Trent Sherfield. And I'm sitting here like, hello, haven't we done this before? Trent Taylor used to get like the preseason camp award every year. He looked amazing. And then he got on the field when he got on the field and he was healthy and he was nothing. He was just a regular dude out there. Now this year it's Trent Sherfield. People are talking about how he looks like Antonio Brown out there. Like Antonio Brown, you know, Michelle, Antonio Brown. We're talking about Trent Sherfield. What's going on? Every single team has a guy that looks amazing in practice and then he doesn't do anything on the field and he barely sees the field. So no, no, I'm not taking, I'm not, not doing anything with that. Like Albert Wilson for the dolphins right now is supposed to be like the next like wide receiver one in the NFL. Apparently he's just absolutely amazing. It's like, yeah, but he's not going to see the ball because you had, you drafted uh, Jalen Waddle. You have, Devonte Parker, you just signed Will uh, Will Fuller, and then you still have Mike Kosicki. Like, when is Albert Wilson going to see the ball? <laughs> and it's just like there. Every team has that hyped up player, and if we've seen them in the NFL now and they haven't done anything, I just don't even let it hit my brain. <laughs> I just block it out instantly. Thank you. You are the only Niners Nation host that agrees with me on this. Like, what are we talking about here? But you know how it goes, Michelle, too, right? You get down in your fantasy draft, last couple rounds. Maybe you need to draft a certain player to fill out a position requirement, depending on your league. And you see the names pop up, and you're like, oh, Trent Sherfield. Well, he no. has been getting oh a lot goodness. of run in practice. Maybe I should. Doesn't that like pop into your head at that point? Absolutely not. My biggest thing is you never take 
I don't waste picks on veterans that we know are not a thing. Like Tevin Coleman will never be one of my picks. Like a guy like that, <laughs> where we know they have absolutely no upside. Like if they have no upside, I'm not taking them. I'll, I'll happily take a rookie wide receiver late that at least has a 1% chance of hitting. They might absolutely suck. They might give you nothing, but at least then you can drop them, move on, take someone else. But I'm not taking someone I already know. They're not wasting a pick that they have zero upside. Like I'm still looking for league winners at the end of the draft. Is it likely you hit? No, but I want at least a 1% chance. And when you're taking these guys that have never done anything in their career, you're, you're saying, okay, I'm just throwing this pick in the garbage and lighting it on fire. <laughs> and you can always pick up one of those guys on the waiver wire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trent will never be picked up the entire season. Don't worry about it. You, you can grab him whenever you want. If you're so desired to play him. I'm amazed. It happens every year, every year with every single team. And I get like, it's all about hope right now. Unless you're a Texans fan, it's all about, you know, what could be. And, but I just, I'm amazed that we fall into the same trap over and over and over again. All right. Uh, that's kind of it on the offensive side of the ball. I think for me, uh, well, actually, you know what? I take that back. Trey Sermon. I want to see Trey Sermon. It's somebody that you've talked about. You love Trey Sermon. Uh, presumably he's going to get a decent amount of run tomorrow night and he's got a chance. I think Michelle, he's got a chance, maybe the best chance of any rookie to start week one or be like the lead player at his position. Yeah. And I, I hope they give him some snaps with the lead with the first team offense behind the first team offensive line. Like I want to see what he can do with those big holes. And I want to see how many defenders he can make miss because they're, he's not going to go down easily with the tackles. So if they give him the holes to work and he can build up his speed as well and like just be a monster when he's running through these defenders, like I'm really excited to see that. And I want to see, you know, how defenders are able to stop Trey Lance and also whatever running back is back there. Like, how are they going to defend those two if Trey Lance is running often in the game? I, I want to see how much that affects defenses and how many holes that leaves open for the running backs. And one little sort of interesting little twist is that Andy Reid said he's going to leave his starters in on defense for about the first quarter. So we're going to get the chance to see Trey Lance and Trey Sermon and everybody else against the Chiefs ones which, you know, for the hype train for Lance is going to be unbelievable because he's going to be playing with the second-team offense going up against the Chiefs' first-team defense. So if he does anything, people are going to lose their minds. But in terms of Sermon and Lance, like, I feel like that's a really good evaluation if he's going up against the ones. Yeah, and I also want to see Elijah Mitchell out there. I want to see what mm -hmm. what he can do. I want to, I want to see him make this team over a Wayne Gallman uh, type of player. So... Uh, if he can perform out there as well, I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. He reminds me a lot of Raheem Mostert. So, you know, maybe if he performs really well this preseason uh, over the next couple games, maybe they move on from Raheem Mostert. Who knows? I still think Mostert's an important part of this offense. But I'm just so excited about Trey Sermon that I want Mostert off selfishly. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think he's actually a pretty important piece of this offense. Elijah Mitchell got a lot of love from Kyle Shanahan as a pass catcher. And a lot of the Niners B guys were saying that he may kind of carve out a third down type of role because like you said, he's fast as hell. I think he ran like a four, three something 40 yard dash. And if he can catch the ball out of the backfield, Kyle loves that guy. He tried to do that. He tried to have that guy with Jarek McKinnon. He tried to have that guy with Tevin Coleman. He's never really been able to find it. Uh, but hopefully that's an interesting role for Elijah Mitchell. Speaking of that guy in that role, let's get to our new feature, Michelle. It's called Nuke Block. Like we said, it is a website you can go to on Twitter. It'll block 
the tweet, the author, and anyone that likes it. It's a way to get some terrible narrative or person out of your life entirely. Michelle, what do you got for this week? This is actually perfect because the 49ers play against the Chiefs and this player is on the Chiefs. You know, Jarek McKinnon is being talked up a lot out of uh, the beat reporters and out of Patrick Mahomes. He's just very, very impressed with Jarek McKinnon and he thinks he's going to be a big part of this offense. And it's like, how many off seasons can we hear this about Jarek McKinnon? And then he (laughs) comes out and he does I don't want to say absolutely nothing like he's he's going to be slightly a part of this offense, but I don't think any more than any other backup running back in the league. Like, of course, he's going to get on the field. He's going to get some targets. But if they're really going to take the ball out of a Mahomes hands for him to run or when they decide to run, it's not Clyde Edwards Alaire and it's Jerick McKinnon like. What are you doing? Because Jerk McKinnon could only average 3.9 yards per carry in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Like that seems impossible. Running backs, <laughs> it, you could throw it, you could throw me back there. I could get 4.5 yards. Uh, not really. Hey, you're I'll get, shifty. I'll get like negative 20 yards, but that's besides <laughs> the point. If Jerick McKinnon can't succeed on the ground in Kyle Shanahan's offense, like he's not going to do it with the Chiefs. No, they have been talking him up as a pass catcher, but. Still, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a very good pass-catching running back. I just don't know why you would take him off the field for Jarek McKinnon, who, once you get the ball in his hands, he's not going to do very much. Like, his legs are shot. He's shot. I, I don't believe this narrative whatsoever. And I, people in fantasy are actually getting excited about drafting him late. Like, I don't want any part of it. No. No. Like, all you need to know about Jarek McKinnon, you can find in one play. Go to the Jets game last year. It was third and 31. And the 49ers handed the ball to Jarek McKinnon and he breaks through the line and he's got nothing, nothing but green grass ahead of him. And he tries to go into an extra gear and it just, it's like the chain popped off the bicycle. Like he doesn't (laughs) have it. He couldn't go anywhere. His legs, like you said, they're shot. We saw proof of it on the field. Almost any other running back in the league in that spot is going to run for a touchdown. He was wide open, and you literally see him just decelerate because he doesn't have anything left. That guy is not going to be the guy for you, especially like you said, if you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, a young guy, a dynamic player, the guy last year, Michelle, that was the camp darling for the Chiefs, right? Everyone talked about how much of a weapon he was going to be. Why are you going to put him on the bench for for broke-ass Jarek McKinnon? I'm sorry. It makes absolutely no sense. And we saw these same reports come out last year about Jarek McKinnon. This is why it's like the same players get all this hype every single year. We saw the same hype that Jarek McKinnon was going to be a big part of the 49ers offense. And to be fair, he did get 46 targets. But no, no, that's not going to help you in fantasy. And that's not I don't I, I think more the the bigger reason why he saw any workload with the 49ers is because no one could stay healthy. So he had to get out there at times. But you, you don't really have that issue with the Chiefs. And if Clyde Edwards-Alaire stays healthy, I don't get why you would take him out very often for Jarek McKinnon. Of course, it'll be sometimes, but I just don't see him having that big of a role in this offense. Jarek McKinnon, let's let the fascination just die, please. Could we, yeah. Can we just be done with that? Um, uh, is there anything out of the defensive side of the ball that you want to see from the 49ers tonight? I don't want to shortchange the defense. I mentioned no Bosa. No D Ford. I can't believe we're even talking like D Ford might actually play. I'm stunned. If you told me this like six months ago, I never would have believed you. I thought he was done in the NFL, but is there anything defensively from the Niners that you want to see? Yeah. You know, those 
two guys are out, but I still want to see pressure from the defensive line. The Chiefs have five new offensive linemen. So they're going to be out there all together for the first time. The defensive line should be able to force pressure onto Patrick Mahomes or whoever the quarterback is back there. We'll see how long Mahomes plays. We'll see if he actually plays a full half. Uh, but I want to see pressure because last year they only had 30 sacks. We, we need to get that up. Only 126 pressures, the fourth fewest in the NFL last year. 3.3 seconds to hurry. Time to hurry the quarterback, mm. which was the slowest in the NFL. Like, we need to see that increase because I've already mentioned a million times. I'm worried about the secondary. And if that the front is not putting pressure on that quarterback, it's going to be ugly. I'm not too worried about the secondary in this game because it, it just feels like in the preseason, you don't really show everything. You're kind of soft. Like they're going to be eaten up pretty much alive. It, we see it out of the Steelers secondary too. And I don't expect them to be that bad. So like, I, I'm not, there's not going to be too much we can see out of the secondary, but I do want to see quarterback pressure from the defense. Those are the two things I'd like to see. I would love to see a couple of quick pressures from Javon Kinlaw just to sort of get everybody off his back a little bit. I thought he had a fine rookie season. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't DeForest Buckner out there, but he was fine as a defensive tackle. I'd love to see him get a couple quick pressures. And then I want to see how the rookies play in the secondary. I want to see Ambry Thomas. I want to see Diamador Lenore. Let's see, and Talanoa Hufonga, another guy that's been getting a lot of love recently, especially with the 49ers issues at safety. How do the rookies play? Those are the guys that are going to get the most run tonight. Those are the two biggest things I'd like to see. Because if one of those rookies in the secondary can flash at all, Michelle, I would feel so much better about the Niners secondary as a whole. Yeah, and how do you how do you feel about the haha Clinton Dix signing? Are you excited about that? I mean, he's he hasn't been as good as he once was earlier on in his career, but I still think it was a good depth signing piece. First of all, I love a good name signing. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix is an all-time NFL name, and I love <laughs> it, and I'm always supporting bringing those guys on for the team. Um, I don't think he's going to be. I mean, this is a guy that was on the Cowboys roster at the beginning of last year, got cut, and nobody wanted him. Like, the entire yeah. rest of the league was like, no, we're good. So I can't really expect too much out of him. I know people get excited because it's a name they know, and he was a first-round pick. He's a body. They desperately need a body. But I wouldn't be stunned if he doesn't even make the team. Although for him, like, make one play tonight. That would be my goal, like, if or tomorrow, I should say. Like, make one play out there, and hopefully you can stick around. Yeah, and do you think he'll play already? Are they going to put him out there this fast? Throw him yeah, out there. Might. Like, what have you got to lose? Maybe he flashes, maybe he doesn't. Um, you don't really care that – obviously, you don't want anyone to get injured. But if he gets injured, like, it's not going to break your season – so why not throw him out there? Yeah, and they, I mean, he can't be worse than, you know, the backup safeties, you you wouldn't think. I don't know. Like you said, he didn't even make the team out of the Cowboys, and their defense was absolutely garbage last year. So I'm not too hopeful, but you never know. that He might just need a new change of scenery, uh, maybe a more inspirational coach. We see these players who kind of fade off in the NFL Sometimes their careers do come back to life and, and they can put together a good season or two. But yeah, I don't I don't have too high of hopes. Sorry. So sorry, haha Clinton Dix fans. <laughs> I don't mean to to burst your bubble. Um, I just I cannot wait. Like I I'm constantly refreshing Twitter. Like I'm reading all about Trey Lance and all the things that he's gonna do. Like he hasn't even played in a real football game basically since 2019. He hasn't played in a game with fans in it since 2019. So that's going to be new for him. Like 
it is all new. He even talked about it this week. He was like, the ho- the team hotel is going to be new. The pregame ritual is going to be new. Like, everything is going to be new. He has so much to handle and worry about. And if he makes one play, Michelle, just one, whether it's running, throwing, you know it's going to be all over social media. It's going to be all over Instagram. All the shows are going to be talking about it. And I could see the the reaction shows on Monday. It's going to be clips of Mac Jones, clips of Justin Fields, and clips of Trey Lance. And the, the debate and the, the comparison is going to begin already. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Trey Lance is going to have to outperform those two. That's for sure, because it's already going to start instantly. If Justin Fields makes a big play, especially if Max Jones goes out there and kills it, you just those two are going to be tied together forever because of the pre-draft narrative around those two. Uh, It it will be interesting. And Trey Lance definitely needs to come out and, and perform right away because there's just going to be a lot of pressure on him. But I will be texting you. Every single time Trey Lance touches the ball. Like I'm just, I'm going to need a reaction from you. And I I just want to know your thoughts throughout the entire game. So you're talking about the Mac Jones thing. Like he's already getting so much love. It is unbelievable. I saw a tweet from pro football talk. Mac Jones oozes quiet confidence. It's like he's been in the NFL for 10 years. I know he had like one nice deep ball, but like, let's, what are we talking about here? This is a frustrating thing. If Trey Lance delivers the exact same stat line that Mac Jones does, Trey Lance is going to get dinged and Mac Jones is going to get praised. And that's exactly how it is. It's going to be if Trevor Lawrence goes out there and has the same exact stat line as Zach Wilson or even, you know, Trey Lance, Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Like they're just going to be Trevor Lance is on this pedestal. Right. And he's going to have to outperform all the rest of the rookie quarterbacks. And with Trey Lance, he's going to have to outperform Justin Fields and Mac Jones, just because he was taken well before them. And especially Mac Jones, because 49ers fans like absolutely hated Mac Jones guts and came at him and came at any person that said that they could draft him. Like it was bad. It got ugly. So if Mac Jones ends up having a good career um, and like Trey Lance doesn't well outperform him, it, it could become ugly. And I just want to say, for the record, there are some people out there that think that you were standing for Mac Jones before the draft for the 49ers. That is not true I was at not all. standing for him. I just said they could take him, and I try to give you reasons why it will be okay. I was trying to talk everyone off the ledge. If it happened, I thought he was going to be an okay quarterback. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, that bad of a situation. No, I was on the ledge. I, like, I, I was screaming from the mountaintops for Justin Fields. That's yes. That's very clear. But I still think Trey Lance was the better upside pick than Mac Jones. God, I, like I saw Mac Jones out there and he was fine. And that's fine. Like, that's exactly what I thought Mac Jones was going to be. He's safe. He's safer right. than Trey Lance. But Trey Lance has a hundred times higher ceiling. Let's roll the dice out there and we'll see it. We'll get our first look at Trey Lance with the 49ers tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, If you're wondering how to watch the game, because it's not televised, it's not on NFL Network, from everything I have heard, the way to do it is to you can sign up for a free trial of Game Pass, NFL Game Pass, and uh, you can watch it, stream it with that. So that's what I'm planning on doing, because obviously I have to see every single snap. I'm going to be noting everything uh, so that you can check that out. Again, I want to remind you, after the game on the Niners Nation YouTube page, we are doing a live reaction show We want to get your questions, your comments, your feedback. It's just going to be kind of an unscripted, raw thing. We're going to have people popping in all over the place. Uh, So you definitely want to check that out as well. Michelle, 
Is there anything you want to leave the gentle listener out there with? Just have fun watching the game. I know how much, like, especially you're going to stress out and you're going to pick apart every single yep. play with Trey Lance. Like, just enjoy it. It might not be the prettiest game. It's his first game since 2019. Let him live a little bit. And just, <laughs> just enjoy having a fun quarterback out there um, that can make fun plays on any given play. Uh, yeah, just have fun. Have a drink, maybe, to calm the nerves. Just one? <laughs> I'm going to be multiple drinks in by halftime. I will definitely be multiple drinks in. I you will must probably... be really nervous because you're not even a big drinker. So you must be like real anxious about it. Special occasions. I do take out the brown liquor a little bit. That's all I'm going to give me my old fashioned. I'll be sitting there probably now have one or two of those. Very excited to be texting you during this game. Now that I know, now that I know this. <laughs> you say that now. Okay. You say that now. Famous last words, Michelle. We'll see if you regret that come Saturday night. Enjoy your Friday, everybody. That's going to do it for us. Follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network, and we'll talk to you after the game. Bye, y'all.